This podcast contains paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss how you can grow your business by the bootstraps. This applies to everyone with an entrepreneurial spirit. That includes bootstrappers just starting out, established business owners, and business leaders. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I'm your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the world's largest repository of audio content, including books, podcasts, Audible originals, college lectures, etc. And today's recommendation is the book, The Go-Giver. Now, The Go-Giver is an amazing little book about being a generous person, providing value, and it's very important to business. It is a business book. It is framed in a business setting. It's a very short little story, very well worth the read, and it underlines how being a giver can help you be more successful, something I constantly talk about. So go check out The Go-Giver. You can get a free copy at audible.com forward slash bootstrap with a free 30-day trial. You get one Audible book and two Audible originals, yours to keep forever. And there is no commitment. You can end at any time, but you won't want to. I don't want to. And go check them out, audible.com forward slash bootstrap with a capital B. Now, the reason I talk about the book, The Go-Giver, because today that this podcast is being released is Black Friday 2020. Now, being Black Friday and 2020, who knows what that's going to actually look like. But Black Friday in and of itself is usually an insane, crazy day. And sure, a lot of people are buying Christmas gifts but the whole focus on Black Friday is buying, 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 buying. So it helps to have a giving mentality to help you keep from going absolutely insane on Black Friday. However, that was kind of just a lead-in from the last podcast about being thankful. However, there's something else about Black Friday which I want to talk about, and that is pricing. Sure, you need to have sales from time to time. To drive business. It's great to have sales. Black Friday sales are very important. They drive a lot of customers in. They drive a lot of revenue. It's very important to have sales. Lower your prices, give discounts to draw in customers. That's completely fine. I have no problem with that at all. However, there's a difference between running a sale and starting a war, a price war. Right now, the shops around here are in a price war. My wife loves it. She comes to me, hey, Isaiah, I got this and this and this and this, and it was so cheap because they're having a price war. It's normally like 30, 40 kroner each, and now I got them for 10 kroner each. And that's really great for the consumer. However, if it's not a semi-annual price war like it is at Christmas time here, if it's not something that's kind of planned in advance, and you start a price war, a price war causes a lot of damage. A lot of companies have gone over and under because they decided to start a price war. Undercutting your opponent 
can work temporarily. And if they bow and capitulate and they join in the game and they lower the prices and then you lower your prices and then they lower the prices, eventually neither of you are making enough money to keep the lights on and one or both of you will go under. And there's been some epic price wars, and I can't think of one, but there was a few epic price wars out there in history. Oh, gaming systems. There was a price war with gaming systems. Cutting down prices, selling the gaming systems for well under the cost it was to produce. And if I remember correctly, it's been a while. I do believe Microsoft was really trying to undercut PlayStation and they kept lowering the price as best as they could. As expensive as these machines are, it's crazy to, to realize that a lot of these machines that are being sold, even the more expensive ones, are being sold, these consoles are being sold at under the cost to develop them and produce them. And if you have a huge company with a lot of money, yeah, you might be able to get away with using a price award to knock out your competition. Not very nice, but it may or may not work. So, yeah, price wars tend to be a bad thing for companies. For consumers, they love it until the company goes out, and then they, eh, whatever, I got my cheap stuff. Cool. I'm happy. But competing on price is a dangerous game. Now, if you're a retail outlet, sure, I understand the temptation to compete on price because you're moving actual goods, and it's really hard sometimes to get people to get excited about buying from your shop if they can buy the exact same good across the street for less. That's hard. I understand that one. Problem is, you have that cost of goods sold bottom line that you have to take into fact into the factor, into the equation. And what that means is, if you buy a widget and it costs you $30 to buy and you put it in your store and you try to sell it for $60, then somebody across the street sells it for $50, then you drop it down to $45, then they drop it down to $40, you drop it to $35, they drop it to $31, you drop it to $30. Now you're only selling it for cost and you're not making any money on it. Then your opponent across the street decides to outdo you and they drop it down to $29, which you turn around and you sell it for $24 and back and forth until you're both selling the item for under what it costs you. So you buy it for 30 and you sell it for 20. It costs you money to sell the item. That's bad. Especially since you need to make at least an average of 30% over cost on all your goods just to keep the lights on. That's the average retailer needs to have a 30% markup just to keep the lights on the employees paid and make a little bit of profit. So if you're not making any profit, matter of fact, you're losing money, then that can be a problem. Now, there are exceptions. There are what are called loss leaders, where you purposely sell something for less than it costs you to make because it drives customers in and then you can turn around and make more money off the bigger sales, which offsets the cost of the item. 
This is often done with food and or giveaways like balloons and helium for kids at restaurants. As a good example, personal favorite actually, back near where I grew up, outside of town in the next town over in Reno, Nevada, there's a little, tiny little casino. And it's something like the Little Nugget. It's been a few years since I've been there. I think it's the Little Nugget. And in this casino, they have a little restaurant. And this restaurant, they have something called the Awful Awful Burger. And they call it the Awful Awful Burger because it's awfully good and awfully big. And it comes with one pound of fries. Yeah. They sell it for around 5 or $6. I can't remember. It costs them like $7 to make this big burger, big, juicy burger, cooked exactly to taste. It tastes really good. It's really big. It's really filling. It's hard to eat the entire thing. And locals flock to go eat this burger. It costs them a lot of money to sell this burger. However, it's a casino. The casino's attached right next to it, and oftentimes we will walk in, buy the burger, and then wander into the casino, and then spend way more than they would have on the burger in the casino. That's a lost leader. This is different from price war. A price war is undercutting a person just to try to get them to buy something, and keep fighting with your opponents by dropping the cost. This can be deadly to your business. This is ill-advised, and people complain about it all the time. And it's a gut reaction when people say, I'll do it for this much. Well, I'll do it for this much instead. It's back and forth. It's almost like a psychological reaction. You just have to beat out the other person by lowering the cost, lowering the cost, lowering the cost. And you see that all the time. Grocery stores compete on price all the time. Big box stores compete on price all the time. And quite honestly, I don't think competing on price is the best way to go. Sure, you can do it. Sure, it works to a degree. But if you're not careful, you can price yourself out of business really quickly. Not a good plan. Plus, you're not providing quite the value that you really could to the customer if you're just providing a low price. Especially nowadays, I think this mentality of undercutting and lower prices, lower prices, lower prices, it's part of what is driving the closure of so many brick and mortar stores because why should you go to a store that has high overhead? So therefore they have to charge more just to provide product you can order on Amazon for a fraction of the cost. Plus with COVID and everything else, you don't have to go out amongst people. It's a win-win for you. But if you're a big box store or your retail outlet, it's really hard to deal with. Or even a service, it's really hard to compete with that. So how do you avoid a price war? How do you avoid competing on price? How do you avoid losing your shirt because you're trying to beat out the other guy? And the easy, simple solution is don't compete on price. That's it. Don't compete on price. Sure, you can give a discount here and there. Sure, if you have a big, huge client and they say, well, I've got this other guy who can do it less over here, then sure, you might compete a little bit on price, but don't make it a price worth thing. Make it an individual. Someone comes up to you and says, hey, in my business, 
I can get this done for this much. Can you do it for this much or less? I'm like, yeah, or I'll do it for that much and more. I'll do more for that price instead of less, etc. I'll figure it out once in a while. But I don't compete on price as a principle. Sure, if I have a client that says, if you can lower it down a little bit or lose me, then I'll do that. And then I keep the client and I do it. A little bit different when it's a one-on-one negotiation with a large client for a service than just an all-out advertising. I'm going to go lower than you, back and forth, tit for tat. Nonsense. You need to compete on value. If someone's going to come to you to buy a product from your store that they can order on Amazon for cheaper, then they need to know that the reason they're going to do that is because there's something you provide that Amazon can't. For example, be able to touch the item, fill the item, check the item out for size, check the item out for fit, have expert recommendation, have expert help to find the right product, know that they can trust you to help them get what they need. And if you can build that level of trust up and provide so much more value than just the price of the item, you will find yourself getting more customers. And in my industry, in the balloon industry, there's, I see this all the time. I see people complaining about, oh my, this person said that they can get this design for a lot cheaper over at Party City, or they go to a big box store, party store, and they can buy the balloons, and they'll do it themselves, and I can't compete with that, and they stress, and they struggle, they freak out, or, for example, there's a one manufacturer that released a smaller size of their product to party stores, so a product called High Float, just a small little thing to help balloons float longer, and so many people complain, oh no, this was a professional item. How dare they sell their item to small hobby shops? Well, their business, they can do what they want. A. B. Why are you worried about do, do it yourselfers? DIYers, they're not going to be your clients anyway. So who cares? A person who wants to do it themselves is going to want to do it themselves. They're not going to hire you. That's silly. Don't, don't bother with that. And that's kind of the point. If you're pricing, if you're doing a price war, the people who are shopping on price are usually customers you don't want anyway. You you want the people who price is no object. Where money is not an object, they can come and just drop whatever they want. I mean, do you want to argue with the lady who came in and with 50 coupons and wants a better deal? Now, on the flip side, you want to be that lady with the 50 coupons and getting a better deal. That's how a lot of people get rich, is by coupons and negotiating price. I have no problems with negotiating price. That's fine. But would you rather that, or would you rather some rich dude comes and goes, Hey, I want the best. What can you get me? That is what you're looking at. That's the most important thing, is finding the right customer that you is going to value service where money doesn't matter to them. And that's the best way to grow a business is targeting people with money that can buy your services at the prices you need to survive. And this is kind of a double two for one podcast, helping people find the value you have and they'll, they'll drop the money. And that's the thing. 
I mean, when was the last time you heard of a price war between Ferrari and Lamborghini? You don't have a price war between those two because the people who buy Ferraris and Lamborghinis have the money or want to show off and they don't care about the price. It's a luxury item. It's an esteem thing. It's a, hey, look at me. I've got money. So, yeah, it's a little different. So, here it comes to this. Do you want to compete on price or do you want to compete on value? And if you want to compete on value, then that's how you avoid, avoid a price war. Sure, sometimes you have to compete on price. Sure, there's times during seasons to have sales to entice customers, etc. But you don't want to live on trying to be bottom priced. Now, sure, there are some business models that do base their business model on bottom pricing, even retail outlets. One guy I know, really nice guy here actually in town, does this, but he buys up closeouts and sells and discontinued items at a huge discount, so he's able to sell them at a much lower cost because these items are no longer being sold, the company went out of business, whatever. He finds these items and turns around and sells them for a really cheap price, and that's the way you can do that. But he's not doing a price war. He's not com directly competing with anyone. He's just buying closeouts and items he gets for super cheap and turns around and sells them at a low price and makes the customers happy, and he's happy. So, anyway, when you go into Black Friday, if you happen to catch this before the craziness, just remember, take advantage of price wars for yourself. But if you're a businessman, don't get involved. It's not worth it. Anyway, have a great holiday season. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. If you found value in this content, please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you'd like to support us directly, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap. Of course, it really helps when you share these podcasts with your friends as well. If you'd like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders, you can join us over at our O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, an Athos Business Solutions podcast. For a companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, which is hosted by Jason St. Clair, past episodes and related blogs, please check out our website at www.athos.com, which is at www.atheoz.com or atheoz.com. Until next time, I have been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.